we want to go into the word of God today. So I'm here with Joy, who's going to read for us uh, text for today from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. And it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 19, it says, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Verse 20 says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Thank you, thank you, John. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time, Lord, even as we gather to receive and to hear from you, O God. Lord, I want to pray that even as I speak to your people, that, Father, you may use me as your vessel. Lord, I pray that indeed you may speak to us even in our season, in our situation, and even as we reflect on the birth of Christ today, O God. The Lord, indeed, let this word, Father, be a word for us today, O God and even for the days to come. We honor you, Lord, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it is that time of the year, it's December, a time to celebrate uh, the birth of Christ, a time to be reminded uh, what the birth of Christ signifies even for us. And so even as we come today to listen to the word of God, that is what I would like us to come in to reflect and to be reminded of what this season is all about. I know in this season you may receive a text that will tell you that Jesus is the reason for the season. Praise the Lord. And that is for us to be reminded that truly Jesus is the reason for the season. Beyond the festivities, beyond the travels, beyond the many things we'd want to do in this season. That indeed we may be reminded that Jesus is the reason for uh, the season. And so we are going to look at Matthew chapter 1 that has been read to us, and also in similar look at Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 56, which possibly, and if you read the both texts, they give out a similar message about the birth of Jesus, about the birth of Jesus. And so even as we come today, I'd like just to call us to a place to be reminded, uh, call us to a place that the Lord may speak to us, that even as we celebrate the birth of Christ, that there are things God would want of us to know. God would want to minister to us even through in this time 
of Christmas. We are going to look at a few things that God would want of us to know that even as we think and see and ask ourselves, what are we celebrating? This Jesus that we are celebrating, what would God want of us to hear even today? Praise the Lord. And they all, the words I'm going to use today in terms of the topical words, they all start with the letter P. And the first place we need to be reminded, even as we reflect on Christmas, even as we are in this season, that the first thing we need to be reminded is what I would call process. Praise the Lord. Is what I would call process. That though Jesus was divine, though Jesus was you know, from God or from heaven, if I would say that way, we are told that he still went through the process as is found in a way that man goes through in light of him being given birth. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 to 47, it says, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. That though Christ in himself was divine, we are told that he still went through the process that a woman would go through towards the time even of giving birth. God in himself and in his nature would have just done the same way he did to Adam in the beginning. He would have created him from the dust and said, let Jesus be. But we are told that though Jesus was divine, he still went through the process. He still submitted himself to be born of a woman. And as we come to a time as this, as we come to the end of the year, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, God would want to remind us that God is still a God of process. Praise the Lord. God is still a God of process. You may be in a season now that you feel that God is taking you through a process. Christ himself went through the process. Just to remind us that God is still a God of process. He would have chosen to say, let Jesus be. But that did not happen. Jesus was born of a woman. And we see that as we reflect on this, there's a passage that always encourages me about the processes of God, a time when God was speaking to the children of Israel. And this we find in Exodus chapter 23, verse 28 to 30. Just to move a bit out of that context of, 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 of Matthew. But in Exodus chapter 23, verse 28 to 30, God speaking to the children of Israel, he tells them this, that I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, Canaanites, Hittites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land will become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. Just to show us that our God is a God of process. Our God is a God of process. And what do I mean by this? That we need to understand, even as we think about Jesus, even as we think about these children of Israel, that fruitfulness is birthed through process. If at all we are going to bear fruit, 
We need to go through the process. Praise the Lord. And Christmas comes as a reminder to us to understand that if at all we are going to bear fruit, fruitfulness is birthed through process. A seed is not planted today and tomorrow it is a fruit. It goes through a process. And a time as such as this should be a reminder to us of the process of God. Because the children of Israel were told, yes, you will possess the land. Yes, you will be increased, but you will need to go through the process. Yes, Christ was divine, but yet he had to go through the process. And Christmas should be a reminder of, to us that God is a God of process. But still in the same Exodus, we need to be reminded this about process. That sometimes process will bring us to a place of exposure and vulnerability. Mary was exposed. Sometimes when you think about that passage, it looks like a scandal. She was already pregnant and not yet married. Exposed, vulnerable, if you'd say that. And we need to understand this, that when God is taking us through a process, he's not taking us through to harm us, or to do us wrong, or to punish us, but that we may understand that God is doing something behind the scenes. That when God is doing a divine work in us, he will take us through a process to understand that there is something greater that is working in, on our behalf. On our behalf, sorry. You know, the children of Israel were told that because the land will become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you, that is why I am doing this one at a time. I will not drive out these people in a single year process. That God does it to cover you, to shield you even from things that you do not know of. Process. But lastly, to understand that even as we go through process, it becomes a time that God is empowering us. As Mary was in this time of process, she was being empowered by the Lord. God was doing his work on her. God was doing his work on Joseph empowering them. And that is why the children of Israel were told, little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. Sometimes we may want to rush God, but God is saying, little by little, I will drive them out before you, before you can possess that which you are supposed to possess. Before you can receive that increase that you're supposed to, increase, to receive. And Christ was divine in his nature. Yet he submitted himself to the process of God. And the birth of Christ should be a reminder to us that our God is a God of process. Our God is a God who takes his time. Our God is a God who works out things on our behalf, on things and even matters that sometimes we may not know of. Our God may do it little by little, year after year, but child of God, this Christmas should be a reminder to you that God is still at work in you. There is a process that is still ongoing in you. There is a divine thing that is working on your behalf. You may want to rush him, but if you rush him, the wild animals will consume you. You may want to rush him and yet not find the fruit that you so desire. 
Christ went through the process. He was divine in his nature, I repeat again, but yet he submitted himself to the process of God. Praise the Lord. He submitted himself to the process of God. And Christmas should be a reminder to us to understand that God is still at work in our lives. God is still processing us to become that whom he so desires of you and me. So possibly you've had a tough ear, wondering, God, what are you doing? What is happening? I'm in a season of processing. Child of God, I'm here to remind you that God is still at work in your life, desiring to bring forth fruit that will last, fruit like you've never seen before. Our God is a God of process, and Christmas should be a reminder of such, that Christ himself went through the process. The second thing we can reflect on in this Christmas season, and even as we celebrate the birth of Christ, is what I would say is patience. 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 Others may go before you, but still your time will come, and God will bring it to pass. The angel of the Lord came to Mary and even told her, Elizabeth is already six months ahead of you. She had already started her journey. She was already ahead of Mary. But yet, God was calling on Mary to a place of patience. A place of understanding that you'll also start this journey and your time to give birth shall come. Praise the Lord. Christmas should be a reminder to us that patience is a virtue. Patience is what God calls on us to do. Patience is what God desires of you and me. For the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like the eagle. And this season of Christmas should be a reminder to us that God calls on us to a time of patience. Mary was patient. I don't know about you, have you been patient with the things that God has been doing in your life? Praise the Lord. At such a time as this, I must say even to our young people, God desires of us to be patient even in our relationships. Praise the Lord. You know, in such a time as these things happen, and that is why even the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 25, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. That is patience. Praise the Lord. That is patience. We thank God for Joseph. He was a patient man. Praise the Lord. He was a patient man. Young man, be patient. Young lady, be patient. Wait on the Lord. Be patient. And this Christmas is a reminder to you that when you look at the life of Joseph, when you look at the life of Mary, possibly you're quoting your dating, that you can also choose to be patient. Praise the Lord. Do I have some young people in the service? One as if you were. The third thing, I know you may not say a big amen, but be patient. That is the word of the Lord over you. <laughs> the third thing we can pick out and reflect on, even in this season of Christmas, is that God desires of us to be able to perceive and discern what God is saying. Praise the Lord. Beyond the feasting, beyond the merrymaking, beyond the travelings, God would desire of us 
that even in such a season as this, to be they who are able to discern and to perceive what God is saying. Joseph, we are told that the Lord came to him in a dream. Sometimes I ask people, God speaks to you, but what do you do after that? We are told that the Lord came and spoke to Joseph, the angel, sorry, in verse 20 of Matthew chapter 1. That but after he had considered divorcing, you know, Mary, we are told that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And in verse 24, we are told that when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. Joseph was able to perceive and discern that this dream, that it was the angel of the Lord who was speaking to me. At such a time as this, the Lord will desire that we can be able to perceive what he's telling us. We can be able to discern what he's telling us. Praise the Lord. You know, Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? Making a way in the wilderness and springs in the wasteland. Let me tell you, you may miss the new thing that God is doing. Why? Because you're not perceiving what he's doing. And in such a time as this, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary were able to perceive what God was doing. God was doing a new thing. God was doing a new thing. And at a, such a time as this, I say again, the Lord desires that you can discern and perceive and know that God is saying, see, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Joseph and Mary were able to perceive the new thing that God was doing. And the birth of Christ is a reminder to us that God would desire of you and me to perceive what he's saying. When the Lord speaks to you, in whatever way he may speak to you. How I pray that your response may be like Mary, that be it unto me according to your word. Mary perceived that this was an angel of the Lord. As we eat, as we travel, as we do all the merrymaking, the Lord will desire that still our ears may be open to hear him, to listen and to see the new thing that he's doing, that we may be able to perceive it and to design it. Because you know there's a way when you reach Christmas, all systems are shut down. But how I pray that even in such a season as this, we will still be able to hear the voice of God. Still be able to acknowledge and say, God is saying something. God is speaking. Praise the Lord. As we reflect on the birth of Christ. The fourth thing that we should be reminded of is that his birth and the birth of Jesus was the birth of a protector. That in such a time as this, we should be reminded that our God is a God who protects us. That Christ was born that we may receive safety. 
Christ was born that we may receive cover. Christ was born that he may watch over us and safeguard us from the works of the enemy. It is interesting in John chapter 17 verse 12, Christ before he comes to the place of crucifixion, we are told that in John chapter 17 verse 12, he makes this prayer that Jesus prays and says this, that during my time here, I protected my disciples by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost. That the birth of Jesus to us should be reminder to us, should be a reminder to us that a protector was born for you and me. Praise the Lord. That is the Lord who watches over your going out and your coming in. That is the God who will watch over your family even when you're not there. You've traveled and all that. That is the God who will watch over you. Jesus himself made that prayer and said that during my time here, I protected my disciples by the power of the name that you gave me. That he was basically saying my purpose of being born was to be also a protector to your people. That Christmas should be a reminder to us that God is saying that I am able to protect you. I am able to cover you. I am able to safeguard you. I am able to watch over you. Because Christ was born to be our protector. Praise the Lord. Christ was born to be our protector. The next thing that we need to be reminded as we reflect on Jesus being the reason for this season is to understand that as a child of God, God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. That you are a child of purpose. Possibly you've looked at your life, looked at the, looked at the things you've gone through and wondered, why am I here? I am here to remind you that even as we celebrate the birth of Christ, that you may be reminded that God has a purpose for you. He's not yet done with you, though maybe your situation may look worse. God still has a purpose for you. For in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, we are told that she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. My brother, my sister, God has a purpose for you. You need to be reminded that you are a child of purpose. You are a child who has a father. You are a child who has a purpose. And your purpose is in God. Praise the Lord. Possibly men have discredited you. Men have spoken ill against you. Men have said you'll never make it in life. But Christmas should come to remind you that you have a purpose in life. Praise the Lord. You have a purpose in life. For Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says that for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. There are promises he has for you. And so in this season, 
the Lord would want to remind you as his child that he has a purpose for you. No matter what men have called you, the purpose of God over your life is greater than what men may say. Praise the Lord. You are a child of purpose. Christmas should also be a reminder to, to us that God is a God who fulfills his word, who fulfills the prophetic that has been spoken over you. The Bible says in the same Matthew chapter 1 verse 22 that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Christmas should remind us of what we call the prophetic fulfillment. Is there a word that has been spoken over your life? From the pulpit, from someone, from the word of God. That this season and this time as we celebrate the birth of Christ should be a reminder to us that God is a God who fulfills his word spoken over us. That the Bible says in Isaiah 55 that his word will not go out in vain, but it will go forth and accomplish that which he has spoken over. Possibly there is a word that was spoken over you, and I pray that even in such a season as this, that you may be reminded of that prophetic word, that you may be reminded that God is still able to fulfill that word which was spoken over your life. Praise the Lord. The prophet Isaiah spoke over Christ. When you read in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, they prophesied about this son, about this Jesus. And we see in Matthew the fulfillment of that prophecy. I'm here to decree and to declare over you that God is able to fulfill his word over your life. That which was spoken over you, God will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. This should be a reminder to us that as we celebrate this son, a fulfillment of prophecy, we may celebrate that even for us, that which was spoken over us, that it shall come also to pass. Because our God is a God who is true and fulfills his word. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but may this season be a reminder to you that God is still at work, seeking and working to fulfill that which was spoken over you. The next one is about the promises fulfilled. It looks similar to the prophetic but then we need to be reminded that this child, Jesus, was a, was, a, was a child of promise. He was a child of promise. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 21 verse 45 that not one of all the Lord's promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Joshua 21 45 says that not one of all the Lord's promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. That every promise was fulfilled. May this season be a reminder to you that God will fulfill his promises over your life. That God will fulfill his promises over your life. God will fulfill his promises over your life. He fulfilled his promise of a Messiah. He fulfilled his promise of a Savior. 
he fulfilled his promise of this son. And that is why Mary was able to respond in faith and say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. That you can still stand on that promise and say, Lord, I believe that indeed you are able to fulfill your promise over my life. Has the Lord promised you something? Has the Lord told you something? Has the Lord spoken something over your life? May this season be a reminder to you as we celebrate Jesus, who is the reason of this season, to be reminded that our God is a God who fulfills his promises. Praise the Lord. That he is a God who fulfills his promises. The next one I would like to say as we celebrate Christ, we should be reminded of his presence. The prophets say that he will be born, he will be called Emmanuel, God with us, to signify the presence of God with us. That at such a time as this, may we be reminded that God is saying that I am Emmanuel, present with you, present in you, and present around you. I know there are some who possibly have said, you know, I feel as if God is so far from me. But how I pray that even in this season, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we may be reminded that he is Emmanuel, God who is present with us. Praise the Lord. God who is present with us. You know, Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Emmanuel. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David had that understanding of a God who was with him. An understanding of Emmanuel. I know there are some who are with us that possibly it's been a tough year. It's been even a time of grief. But I'd like to encourage you that God is saying that even in this time as we celebrate the birth of Christ, may you be reminded that I am Emmanuel. I am God who is present with you. Even though you've walked through that valley of the shadow of death, I am still Emmanuel, God with you. That you may feel the presence of God even in such a time as this. That Christmas comes to remind us of these things. May you be reminded that our God is a present God. A present God in our time of need. A present God in our time when we need safety and assurance, when you need someone to fight for us, he's a present God. He is Emmanuel. That as we celebrate his birth, may we be reminded that as he is Emmanuel, he's saying that my presence is with you. I am with you. God with you. Praise the Lord. God with you. The next thing we need to be reminded about this Jesus is that at a time as this, we can receive power from on high. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 says about the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary. In Luke chapter 1 verse 35, it says that the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High 
will overshadow you. That at such a time as this, as we celebrate this Jesus, that we can draw and receive that power from on high. That at such a time as this, the Holy Spirit is present to empower us, to fill us afresh, to grant us strength in our weakness, to grant us strength to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That in such a time as this, as we celebrate Jesus, God is saying that his power is present for you and me to receive from him. Praise the Lord. His power is present for you and me to receive from him. Have you been feeling weary? Have you been feeling weak, defeated? God is saying that even in such a time as this, where possibly you've been feeling overwhelmed, his power is present. That you may receive that power to gain you strength to move on ahead. Praise the Lord. Last but not least, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we need to understand that his birth was divine, that we may receive provision. That we may receive provision. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That this Christ who was born, that through him we are able to receive provision. That in such a time as this, the Lord is saying that I am able to provide for you even as we reflect and celebrate the birth of his son. That he says he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory through whom this son, Jesus Christ. That his birth and his life was for us to receive from the Lord the provision that we need. And so the Lord is saying that even in such a time as this, our Lord is saying that may we be reminded that he is a God who is able to provide for us. Even for the least of the least of the things that we would ever think of. That we may be reminded of his provision. But lastly, the Lord would want of us to raise a praise unto him in this season. Mary raised her praise unto the Lord. In Luke chapter 1 verse 46 to 49. We are told that Mary responded having received this word. Oh how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, for, and he has done great things for me. That at such a time as this, the Lord desires of us that we may raise a praise unto him for the things he's done for us. Mary said that I'm just a lowly servant girl, but the Lord has remembered me. The Lord has chosen me among many. How I pray that even as we celebrate the birth of Christ, may it also be a moment for you to praise the Lord for the things he's done for you. The places he's taken you through, though tough or good, that indeed you can raise a praise to him 
Christmas is such a season that God calls on us that we may be reminded and raise a praise unto him. Sing a new song of praise unto him. That we may not be silent, but raise a song of praise unto him and acknowledge that truly he has done mighty things in our lives. Mary gave her song unto the Lord. It is a long one. We did not go through the whole of it. But truly, she was able to acknowledge that God has done something in her life. How I pray that even in this season, that you may bring forth a song of praise unto our God. You may bring a song of praise as a family, as a church, as a nation of the things that God has done in your life. May we pray together. Father, we thank you and we give you glory, Lord, for your word today, O oh God. Father, we thank you that indeed we know that even through the seasons, through the times, O oh Lord, and even in such a time as this that we celebrate the birth of Jesus, Father, how I pray that may these things that we've spoken over today be moments of reflection unto us, Lord, even in this season, O oh God. To know that God, even through the processes you've taken us through in 2019, or even possibly we are still in a season even now that we are feeling that God is just doing a work in us, O God. Father, may this time of Christmas be a reminder that indeed you are a God of process. But that, Lord, we may be reminded that, Lord, you're coming forth to bring forth fruit in our lives, O God. Lord, even in the areas, Lord, you've called us to patience, Father, Lord, may we seek to wait on you. Not to rush your processes, not to rush into things and faith. But, Father, that, Lord, we may seek to wait on you, O God. Lord, may we be able to perceive and discern the things you're saying. What you're instructing us to do, Father, may we be able to perceive and do it, O God. May we walk in obedience to your word, O Lord, as Joseph and Mary did, O God. Father, Lord, may we understand that you're the Lord who protects us and watches over us, Lord. May we understand that God, indeed, each and every one of us has a purpose, O God. Where men have discredited us, spoken ill of us, O God. May we find our purpose in you, O Lord. To know that, indeed, we are a children of purpose. A children belonging to God, O Father. Lord, there are words you've spoken of our lives, promises, prophetic words, Lord. Father, may we be reminded when we look at the life of Jesus, that if at all you fulfill this word of a Christ, Lord, you're also able to fulfill your word over our lives. Oh God. Lord, I pray even for that one who may have been feeling as if, Lord, you've moved away from them, Lord. May they feel you as Emmanuel, O oh God, a God who is so present. God with them, O oh God. Through the valleys, Lord. Through the mountains, O oh God. Father, Lord, may they feel your presence even in such a time as this. Be Emmanuel unto them, O oh God. God with them, O oh Father. Lord, we pray for your power upon he or she who may be feeling weary, Lord. Worn out, Lord. Burnt out, O oh God. 
Lord, may they receive the power that cometh from on high, Lord. That one, Lord, even was desired even to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How I pray that even in such a season as this, the Lord, may they be filled with the Holy Spirit. May they receive that power from on high, O Lord. Father, we pray for your provision, Lord, upon your people. In whatever they need, Father, provide, Lord. Provide unto them. And I pray the Lord, you may give us a song of praise to sing unto you even in such a time as this. And so, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We are grateful, Lord, that you loved us so much that you sent your son, that in him we may find life and life everlasting. I pray, Lord, even for that one who is in this service, Lord, who has never made that decision to know you. How I pray the Lord today they will seek to come and confess of their sins to you and say that, Lord, they want to know you as Lord and Savior. For we pray all this in Jesus' name.